Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour, so I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona, and then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMiniman's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. It just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. 
And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash JMS comedy, or just at JMS comedy. If you're using the app, like most of us, uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are. So I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control. Good. Just electric laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there. JMScomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, welcome to another episode of Ignorance is Hashtag Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host. I'm a comedian. I don't know anything. That's why we're here. I thought I was a know-it-all for years, and then I realized, man, boy, is that a limiting belief. So now I'm getting nosy and asking kind of stupid questions, but I'm learning a lot, and I hope you guys are too. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give me a rating and a review on iTunes. If you enjoy it, I hope you do. It really helps the podcast. Um, it makes other people find it easier. It helps us trend more. And that way we can all learn answers to our ignorant questions. And it's just nice. It's nice to get more people. We're growing. This year has been an uphill climb in terms of numbers. So thank you to everyone who is coming on board. I don't know who's in Slovenia listening to this, but last week it trended and I think that's awesome. I'm not sure if it's like a horde of Slovenian Bachelor fans because of our guest, Garen Flowers, or just a coincidence, Slovenians discovering the podcast, but that's that's what we're doing. That's the reach we have here. If you're listening to this not in Slovenia and going, where the hell is Slovenia? You're probably American and that's okay. But uh, and thank you to everyone all over the globe. Also, hit me up on social media. Let me know where you're at. I want to know who I'm connecting with just out of morbid curiosity. Why did I say morbid? It's not morbid. Just out of curiosity. <laughs> like that I'm just going to be like, and also, I don't, sorry, I was trying to come up with some joke about the morbid thing, and I'm not going to. It's too early. But also, eventually I'm going to start touring again. I want to know where you guys are. You guys are the real fans I want to reach. I mean, everyone else is cool, but like there's nothing more exciting to me than after a show when someone comes up and they're like, oh my God, hey, love the show. Obviously love that. Uh, like I don't want them to be like, the show sucked, but I love your podcast. But it's nice meeting podcast fans all over the globe. It's been cool. I've met them in other countries and cities all over America. So, so thank you. Uh, an extra special thank you to my best idiots forever over on Patreon. Gene and Kathy, they are top tier patron subscribers, but there's Patreon 
for all levels, starting at just a dollar a month, you can get stand-up clips, full-length episodes. That's right. You don't even hear this garbage that I'm spewing at you. No ads. And anything over an hour is special. It's just for the Patreon. And you don't hear it here. So if you want to hear it, you want more, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. We live stream the episodes. It's usually during the day. So if you're a nine to five person, sometimes you can't make it to the actual live stream, but the videos live on the Patreon. I do hangouts. I just sent out uh, a bunch of cards for February. I send cards. And you know what I'm going to start doing is top tier patrons uh, are qualified to get merch. But I, uh, along with that, I'm going to start sending, if any of you follow me on Instagram at JMS comedy, head over there. If you don't, would love to have you. You'll know that in my stories, my mom sends me packages from time to time care packages which are a combination of like souvenirs weird things trash maybe sometimes things she's just getting rid of and then every you know sometimes cool stuff uh I mean she's also sent me like gat like little penis mints and coffee that was actually made out of animal shit or from animal shit and like she didn't even tell me anyway that's neither here nor there by the way I apologize that I keep clearing my throat I just have that like morning this episode is late. I know that. Sorry if you're like a drop at midnight on win- uh, Thursday type of person. You're like, where the fuck was my episode? Why are you late, bitch? Uh, I'm just doing a, a lot of work this week. Booked, uh, you know, booking stuff and and doing some creative stuff for the man, the woman, the people uh, making money. So little out of my sorts this week. Uh, turns out when you're not your only boss, you have to coordinate your time better. Um, anyway, it's all good and it's great stuff and I'm very excited for the future because of it, but because of that, I'm a little in disarray and so it's early in the morning and I'm, (laughs) I got that early morning phlegm. Anyways, another, I'm going to start sending like care packages. So it'll be with the merch, but other like silly stuff and also like, uh, whenever I can, if there's a guest who has an item that they're promoting, a special, a book, whatever, top tier patrons will also get a copy of that um you know uh for their leisure or to pass on to someone if they're like this was really thoughtful I don't give a fuck about this it does it's not my scene because as you know if you've been listening for a while the guests are all over the map we're up and down and all around so there will be people that you identify with and people that you're like that was cool I probably don't need their thing but good those I learned something uh and I decided people have been like, you need to do more online shows. Are you going to do an online show? Um, I'm got, I'm doing more of them and, you know, look for those on social media. But I'm going to book some dates for patrons only. And I'm going to have to ask producer Sam to like walk me through some of the tech of how I'm going to do it. Um, and they're going to be like workout shows. So it's been a long time since I've done a full hour on stage. And so not going to lie to you guys need to fucking dust off the rust on some of this shit. So there will be, uh, running an hour where it's me dusting off the jokes that like, I just haven't done in a, in a while because of lockdown, just trying to get back into like the familiarity and like that automatic knowing what I'm going to do next and, and what the punchlines are. Cause it's just been, it's been a while since I did long sets combination of that and like working out new stuff. And I don't know if, what that's going to look like yet. If it will all be, in one show, uh, if I'll do long shows where I'm trying to work out the hour and then shorter shows where it's, you know, the same as like a late night set would be at the comedy store. It's 15 minutes of me just riffing. And, you know, yes, if I'm doing this regularly, you will see some stuff repeated. That's that's the workout. So 
Patreon shows will be like workout adjacent shows. Um, but it's a cool experience because sometimes I riff and, and that's when I come up with new stuff. And I've realized that a lot of my new stuff and how I develop it comes from having the freedom to do those rants. And if I am actually doing it and feeling like it's for an audience, which is you guys, that will be more productive than me just trying to do it aloud in my room to no one because I will never do that because I have a roommate and a boyfriend. Some Sorry, I just got scared because the ice in the fridge dropped and I was like, someone's here. My roommate's home with her parents or her, her mother. So there shouldn't be anyone here. Um, Anyway, <laughs> what a space cadet I am. Uh, anyway, with that being said, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I won't just talk out loud because I don't live alone and I just won't, I won't allow myself to do that, which is, you know, not, I don't know if that's good or bad. I just don't want to. Um, so if I'm like a show and I want to give you guys more exclusive stuff and I know that, uh, I post stand up clips, um, but w- with all the work and stuff I'm doing, which is all great. I'm not able to stay on top of it. Constant, constant clip posting like I would like to be because there's so many fucking things. So I'm posting them as much as I can. And those are only on Patreon or I put them on Patreon first. Right now, you can't really see any of my standup anywhere on my social media. It's only on Patreon. There's a bunch of clips there now. There's going to be more. And I will be doing these live workout shows and I'm planning to try to do it where top tier patrons can be in the Zoom audience. Like it'll be live stream, but like the, t- the upper like 25 and up will be there so you can actually like laugh out loud and I will hopefully hear it if I can figure out the technology. I'm not that good at it. You guys know that. You've heard this podcast. Um, yeah. So that's that. If you're interested in anything like that, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And I must get rolling for this guest, but really quickly, Neurogum is great. You know that. I tell you every episode, 15% off, getneuro.com slash JMS. J- JM, it's G-E-T. I haven't had my Neurogum. G-E-T-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash J-M-S. It's caffeinated gum with L-theanine and B vitamins, so it gives you focused energy. You know I'm obsessed with it. It's helping me through all this shit I'm working on this week. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. But uh, let me just tell you, it takes a writing session from you being like, quote, I'm writing and doing nothing, but like scrolling your social media and like staring at a blank document to like, oh, wow, look at that. I finished an entire draft of an episode of a show. Like it, and I know that's not what all of you are doing, but we all have our things we want to get done. Those are my things. So, you know, try it. Just try it. This is a really long intro and I'm so sorry. Let's get to our guest. It's Aisha Bow, she's incredible. You may already know her. She's just, uh, she's amazing. She runs the blog on IGTV. It's an IGTV series, Black and Blogging. So good. She talks about like being a blogger and being an influencer and, and what goes into it and the, and the tips behind it. She shares all this amazing info for other people who are trying to do that. Very much an open book. I talked to her about being an influencer and what that means and like what, uh, we spoke on some of the companies she worked with. We talked about uh, mental health as well, living you know, with PTSD. She's a black millennial woman, so like, there's a lot that goes into that. We talked about it, and we also talked about destination addiction and like always you know, wanting to cure what's wrong with by, oh, I've got, if I just get here, I need to go somewhere, like that type of goal-oriented. Goal, goal like once I hit XYZ, once I get the promotion, like we... 
it's great. You guys are going to love it. And also, she's planning a fucking wedding during a pandemic. We touched on that a little bit. So, uh, listen, there's just so much. She was an incredible guest. I know you're going to love her. So, I have gone on far too long. Please, please, please enjoy this week's guest, Aisha Bo. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to another episode. I am here with Aisha Bo. Thank you for joining me. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you. And I will have edited a whole intro, you know, jazzing about how excited and how fun the episode was. So, but we're going to get to know you now. Um, uh, First of all, um, thank you for joining me from Jamaica. You're in Jamaica. I mean, it was like, wait, is that supposed to be a secret? We can cut that out. Um, No, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just doing your best self care. And I'm like, oh my God, you took time to like, Come talk to me. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, where to begin? I I'm I'm following you on Instagram. Big fan of what you're doing. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you're 2020. All things oh, considered, I mean, 2020 yeah. was a shit year. We can all agree that like yeah. things did not go the way we planned. But it seems like you know, looking at how you started like utilizing like your social media platform and your like space as a micro influencer, you like really found a way to kind of make help yourself thrive. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy because it's, it started out pretty terribly because <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> obviously, yes, the year was, the year was bad as a whole, but like at the beginning of the year, for me, it was one of my hardest times because I had been an entrepreneur for I want to say at that point, it was like coming up on two years and like the leads were, were non-existent. <laughs> I, mm. you know, I was barely making any money. So I ended up, I was like, either I'm going to go back to working a nine to five or I'm going to like get a Oof. part-time job. And I, you know, I became a waitress January, 2020. I started oh, waitressing. Wow. Yeah. As my like part-time job so that I could like continue to be an entrepreneur, writer, you know, influencer, all the things. And I was kind of depressed about it. <laughs> no, it's but- so hard. I mean, I've had to take on like little jobs because I was full-time stand-up comedy for the last yeah. like half a decade, I guess. Jesus. And it's like taking on little like like writing projects or sort of like corporate things has mm-hmm. been. Uh, yeah, no, that just like like your ego, your freedom. It's like, ah, uh. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. And I like hadn't waitress since college. So I was just like, you know, <laughs> and like, then COVID great. Hit, and I couldn't even waitress anymore. Wait, you're like, so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you're like, right. this is like, I mean, when I said I didn't want to keep waitressing, they didn't right. need to. Like, <laughs> so soon. Wow. Yes. So, so that was pretty, pretty crappy, but I eventually, you know, I was like, well, am I going to like cry about it or am I going to like really kick it up like 10,000 notches? And Absolutely. I just started going really, really, really hard. And I don't know, I guess like it was that thing with luck. It's like preparation met timing or whatever the, the Absolutely. saying Absolutely. Well, like prepare, <laughs> yeah, preparation meets opportunity where like oh, you have to be, uh, I, I, all of it is like, you just have to be making it in any type of field like this with entrepreneurship or any type of creative, I feel like is like you have to be prepared for the luck, the moment of like, Oh, the window's open. Go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Ah. exactly. Exactly. So, well, how long had you been blogging like before 2020? Like how, where did Mm -hmm. your, where did your kind of, I guess let's take a step back and talk about like your entry into sort of, 
blogging mm-hmm. lifestyle. How did that all come about? Yeah, so I've been I've been blogging actually since 2016, nice. and um, it started off as a hobby. I you know I obviously like very much into beauty and like my skincare routine and whatnot. And like people would stop me on the train all the time and just like ask me questions about like my hair, or my skin. And like, you're just so I- beautiful that people are like, <laughs> how do you, how help me? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, this is how you do it. And so, like, and then I can yeah. tell you, <laughs> And there was one interaction and this woman was like, do you work in this space? Like you just speak about it so well. And that was the day that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a blog so that no one can ask me questions anymore. And I can just send them a website. He's going and- here. Here's a link. Go. It's yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that, you know, it was a hobby. I was like sneaking and doing it like while I was at work and like, you know, all the, all the things. And um, before this, I was a, a publicist. So I, nice. I worked, I worked as a fashion publicist. In fashion? Was, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was working with different agencies um, and working with various brands and um, my last job was the director of communications for a global luxury brand. And I like nice. that had always been like my goal and like where I wanted to to end up. And I finally got it. And I was like, oh, so I'm still miserable. Yeah, um, you're like, oh, it turns out <laughs> that like getting the goal wasn't the full answer. No, I didn't. I, I did it. And I still. Yeah. Yeah, you're like chasing a feeling, but you're like, I don't have a a goal to chase. It's just the feeling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. And I was like, okay, so this sucks. And um I had a um I had a, a panic attack in the office one day. And oh it gosh. was and I was on the floor of a crystal encrusted bathroom that belonged <laughs> oh. to my <laughs> oh, no. the designer. And I was like looking around. It was it was very symbolic, you know, being yes. like having a panic attack in a, a crystal encrusted bathroom and seeing like <laughs> I mean, teeny truly. tiny reflections of yourself and like sparkle. And <laughs> like, like the crystals aren't working. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, okay, so I need to do something else. And I was like, well, I have this blog. I didn't like know exactly where it would lead me. And I decided to just quit on a whim and I, I started opening up um, about like my mental health journey and, you know, wow. other things outside of just beauty. And I just made my blog about self-care as a whole. And um, yeah, and I started writing for different outlets about uh, self-care and wellness and things just, you know, have been moving on. It was just, moving really slowly. Now it's moving very quickly, but congratulations. <laughs> that that's what everyone started. hopes for. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you let me, well, let's dive a little bit into like the mental health stuff because having that yeah. panic attack, had you ever previously had something like that? Or was this sort of like a culmination of just only in the privacy of my own home or like room? I'd never, I had always, you know, I had been, been able to keep it together. with anxiety. Yeah. I'd always been able to keep it together. I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was like 20, like formally diagnosed when I was 25. And it wasn't until recently um, that I was diagnosed with PTSD, which I think made a little bit more sense. And um, yeah. I, I oh, wow. Like, you know? Yeah. And so that's, um, so I'd always been able to like really hold it together and to, you know, get my work, keep my head down, get my work done and show up with a smile on my face. And I think that that was just the last straw for me, just knowing that like, okay, this thing that I had been working towards, I'm finally here and I'm still not happy. So it must be something deeper, you know? Yeah. 
Wow. Just having that, like, just that moment of, oh, it's not even like an uptick in the the joy factor. Wow. PTSD. Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to like dig into it too much to where we're like pulling out your trauma and like, you know, triggering your PTSD for for God's sake. Like that would be terrible. But like, I want to talk about it a little because I think there's people who really still think of PTSD and they think like war veterans. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think that that was the part that really like shocked me (laughs) when the doctor told me that I was like, Hmm. Okay, but I have not, you know, I haven't gone to war. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, I'm not. Mind, but <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, exactly. I know yeah. that feeling. Um, yeah. So did, it, was, it was a little shocking, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it does. So. Sorry, I'm trying to, I have like oh. 8 million thoughts. I'm ADHD. So trying to like, which one, where That's do fine. I want to go? Um, <laughs> did getting the diagnosis, like. How did, did that offer like a sense of relief or like, did you at first feel, how did it feel initially? Was it like, oh, here it's another thing or was it more of like a weight lifting going, knowing at least what, where the emotions and stuff are coming from? Yeah, it was definitely a weight lifted. I feel nice. like when you can, you know, put a name to to something that's been, you know, bothering you your entire life. That's always really helpful because you're like, okay, so it's not just me or I'm not just, you know, I'm not relying on like the Zodiac chart. It's like, oh, I'm a Virgo and I'm anxious. Like that's why. Yeah, just, it's just how <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I felt, a, I felt a huge sense of relief knowing that and then also reading up a bit more about it and also thinking about the things, you know, that I've gone through in my life and how that has affected me long term. And it makes sense. And it's not necessarily something that's so, <laughs> even though traumatic is in it, it's not as traumatic, uh, you know, as, um, as one may think. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to moment. be an additional trauma getting that yeah. like diagnosis. And it's and it's definitely a lot more um, common than we think, especially for, you know, other women who look like me, who you wouldn't think that this would, you know, be the case for. And, you know, so it's something that I definitely um, try to open up about when I can, because I know other people might be going through the same situation. Yes. And if I I know I'm I am tiptoeing into saying some dumb shit territory with this, but I (laughs) would there is ready. there are, you know, there is sort of this, the conversation around mental health from what I've heard, you know, speaking with my, you know, my friends who are black, uh, not to yeah. be those, like, I am black friends, like not to be that person. <laughs> like, you know, there are like the, the conversation around mental health is, you know, still sort of something that maybe in, in some, you know, families in some communities of color that sort of swept under the rug. And we, yeah. I think there's this like stereotypical image that, you know, um, at least like the like structural like racism of America or I, I don't know what to call it has built around like the strong black woman. Exactly. exactly. And where like we have, you know, equated like strong means that like nothing, it, nothing can stop this woman. Nothing gets in her way. Everything rolls off her back where the reality is, is like, no, like maybe strong is that she's under 800 times more pressure than us and still having to like keep on a face. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and I, and we're, I'm definitely trying to like dismantle that whole like 
strong black woman persona. And I think that, you know, obviously, yes, we are strong women and resilient, of course. Women, but we don't always have to be, we are allowed to show our vulnerability and we're able to show like our softer sides. And I think that that's something that's like, it's, it's slowly being broken away, but I think, and I think that with the, um, you know, with the increase in conversation surrounding mental health, it has become, you know, more acceptable, not only in society, but I think in, you know, in our families as well, opening up to people in our family about it and trying to work through <laughs> those, those traumas, those generational traumas. Generational that, traumas. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I think is something that is, that that's like, it's a continuous process, you know? So it's, it's definitely been a, a long period of unlearning and growing and absolutely <laughs> and I mean I'm sure I've just absolutely and have you like you know when you got your diagnosis did, were you able to like talk to your family about it and feel like comfortable like having a conversation around it yeah my mom um she's she's pretty aware <laughs> of my you know of my situation and whatnot and so we've we've definitely talked about it in the past. And, um, I have opened up to my dad about it as well. And I think that it's, you know, it's definitely like baby steps where, where, it comes, oh, yeah. you know, when it comes to it, just cause, um, also like, I don't present as a very, as what people would expect to be someone who is struggling with anxiety or well, PTSD and- or depression. So I think that's what always throws everyone off. Absolutely. That like, I think that people have just this sort of general idea of what a person who looks like that is like I suffer with like depression and anxiety, but people think that if you're not like hunched over, like in a black cloak and like, oh, there's just no point in being alive that it's like, are you really depressed? Like, how can you be like you get a lot done for for someone who's anxious and it's like, I can't just like like. I'm so, like being able to stop because of your mental health. Like what a life that must be that like, hello. Yeah, it's like, no, I, I <laughs> would like to stay in bed all day. Absolutely. But like, actually I would prefer, <laughs> I have to keep the roof over my bed. So I got, I can't, ah, it's killing yeah. me. Like exactly what I think that's so that in itself, like having, you know, people who look a variety of ways come out and go, I, you know, I have anxiety. I have, you know, this is, just helping the the general conversation because I'm sure there's a lot of people who like, it took me years. It takes, took someone going me explaining a thing I do and them going, that's anxiety for me to go. Right. Oh, like I, I thought I like, I thought anxiety was just this mm-hmm. me obsessing <laughs> over my to-do list in my head all day and not doing the to-do list. That's anxiety. That's yeah. I have anxiety. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, like, oh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> oh, there's a name for it. It's not just a crazy thing only I'm doing. Good. Great. Wow. Well, that's so great that you, you know, opened up about it and you brought that into the conversation. Did you find when you started opening like that door a little, did, did you um, find like, were you getting responses from other women sort of being like, you know, just thankful and, and, and relating to your story. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There were so many people who were like, you know, I'm finally able to put a name to it now. Thank you for, you know, helping me to not feel alone. And, um, I think that is the beauty of opening up, you know, it's really difficult at first, but I think when you help, when you open up, you help others and that in turn helps you. Cause now I'm like, okay, well, 
I don't feel, you know, shame or guilt or those, you know, those types of feelings associated with getting that type of diagnosis, because I know that I'm not the only one. And I know that by me opening up there, someone else who, you know, had their own breakthrough. Absolutely. And now it's just like this thing that not only have you helped someone else realize something, you're not carrying this like heavy weight alone that you're like, oh, we're like, we're in this together. Like, wow, I love that. I I also just like the opening up on that note to like slide slightly away from like the deep mental health. But like, I, you know, I watched a few of your uh, black and blogging episodes and they're wonderful, by the way, just like I, I was just like, these are just so like casually shot, but look so amazing. Like what? Like just the lighting and everything was just like so subtly, like such good quality. So kudos to like just great quality content. But I loved how much you like share and how much it was like, you know, especially like you're speaking to like, like specifically women of color, you know, you know, black women, there are opportunities that people are specifically searching for influencers you know, that look like us, that look like me. And like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times in this space or in a lot of like creative entrepreneurial spaces, there's this tendency for people to think they have to like hang on to information or like, oh, but if I tell everybody, then they're going to come, you know, you know, get some money from my bag type of thing, you know, like, right. But I, I love that you're like, no, there's, room there's I mean there is there's so many brands and corporations and they're all like yeah. wiping their butts with why now I say wiping their butts instead of asses like now is where I, I know, draw the right? line like <laughs> but with like hundred dollar bills that they got like loans from the government they didn't need and it's like yeah oh, well. no <laughs> get out here like I cannot cover all these brands you guys get in here yeah that's how I feel I'm like you know there are so many opportunities there's so much money out there like it's, it's we cr- all like, need to get a piece of the pie like so this year or 2020 you kind of jumped from like beginning of 2020 you're like barely squeaking by with your content like as far as you know financial and then boom like you made a lot of money in brand deals yeah yeah I did and and for 2021 I've already made like a quarter of what I made last year yes I'm snapping (laughs) I'm back at my sorority yes like what I was just like so excited for you. That's like amazing. Did you, was the shift, let me ask this, was the, did the shift come as like a surprise or were you like, when the pandemic hit, did you like see an opportunity to seize or was it kind of like things just started rolling in? I... Once I, I picked myself up and stopped crying about the restaurant closing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, well, I've got to have to, I have to lean in. <laughs> I, um, I, I definitely saw an opportunity um, because everyone is home. Everyone. You so know, more content. Like, exactly. Like people were plugged in. People were commenting who had never commented before. More people were watching my stories. And I was like, oh, so people are bored. People are, you know, they, they're a lot more, um, like I said, tuned into everything. So I'm going to like start making content that has to do with being at home. Like, I, I think I was one of the first people who was like loungewear to wear in your, on your zoom calls and yes. like, you know, what zoom happy hours. Like I was like pumping out this content in March. I was oh, like, you know, you, yeah, I that's get- like the forefront. <laughs> 
of yeah. where like, good for you. <laughs> yeah. So I started, I, I found that opportunity and then I was like, all right, I'm going to post like every single day for the next 30 days. And that was, was really tricky, <laughs> but yeah. I did it. I had nothing else to do. Like I'm at home. So yeah, you're like, well, I don't have an excuse to not post something. Did that force you to like come up with yes. ideas that like maybe even surprised you that you're like, oh, giving myself this goal made me come up with things I maybe would have. I don't yeah. know. It wow. did. It made me a lot more creative. Every corner of my apartment has had a photo taken of it, like <laughs> made up different sets in different sections. That's so um, funny. That's my bedroom right now. This is my like one podcast set. And if I turn the camera, it's my other podcast. It's like a child. It's like covered in like children's books and stuff. Yeah. Where you're just like <laughs> all my backdrops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to like continue to, to just churn out this content. And I think that that was what really helped me to, to gain a lot more momentum and have brands find me. And I, and obviously, you know, everything that happened in terms of the protests and whatnot, that definitely pushed things forward and brands being called out helped tremendously because brands were like, Oh, diversity. Let's, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> that you're like, and gather. I am ready to seize the opportunity of you desperately trying to make sure people, you people know yes. you care about diversity. I'm here to be that exactly. face for you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That you're like, so, yes, we can change your perception. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then there were some brands that I had to, you know, turn down because they had not featured any black faces. And ever. it was very clearly like, yeah, the token, like, a token, oh, just throw her on here and like, you know, yeah, you're like, I'm press. not going to be your like, like you just <laughs> your poster, your guinea yeah, your virtue whatever. signaling, basically, of mm -hmm. being like us too. We love we love the black, the black community, right, black people. Right. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. why are you saying these things? Exactly. So I definitely wow. had to be, you know, um, mindful of that and taking different opportunities and stuff. But, um, you know, I started to just churn out a lot of content and that like really, really helped me to, be, you know, get noticed. And um, yeah, I'm grateful. I mean, that's yeah. No, that's incredible. Would you let's see. If there's someone listening right now who maybe is not in this space at all, but is like, oh, I've always been interested in like, how can I start like sharing my love for beauty or lifestyle stuff? Do you have, would you have any like tips for someone wanting to like start from ground zero? Yeah, I would say just like, just go for it. You know, I think that now is the time a lot of companies are transitioning like their marketing budget and, and whatnot to influencer marketing, like instead of traditional ads and partnerships, because a lot more people they they trust uh, you know, Ashley, the influencer a little more yeah, than they, they do. They feel like, like they know Gloria. you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, they're like, yeah, this rich celebrity. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I believe that she just drinks smart water all the yeah. time. The, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like my, my fiance was saying some football player was doing um, a promotion. I don't know if it was like state farm or some, some type of insurance. And he was like, I know that this guy does not use this insurance. Like, why is he, you know, doing this commercial? And I think that brands are starting so to catch on to that. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. starting to catch on to that now. Um, so I would say just start posting, you know, like, you know, get that, get that Instagram handle and start putting some pictures out there and hashtags and, and the audience will come. I think that once you're consistent and, and you have like a, 
a niche and you figure out what it is that you want to talk about and what the value is that you would like to provide to your audience, then, you know, then you're good to go. And when it comes to value, like you don't have to, it doesn't always have to be like a course. Like it can just be like a tip or, you know, showing them how to do something a little bit easier um, than they had been before. So I think there are a lot of ways to have, to add value, even maybe even like an inspirational quote, some type of motivation to make them feel better. Absolutely. You know, I love that. That's my, my entire uh, explore page is like either inspirational quotes or like (laughs) things about mental health. That it's just like, here's how you know you have anxiety. And I'm like, I probably don't need to read any more of these. I think I've got that one in the back, (laughs) but like I keep, keep reading anyway. Um, Well, let me ask you, this is just like, will apply to almost no one listening. It's just like a selfish, curious question. Do you find, do you get inundated with, uh, adds to you about making courses. You said courses and yeah. I get like that. I'm like, what, what are you all <laughs> talking about? Like, I don't, and it's, I, and don't get me wrong. I have taken online courses. I've, yeah. I've like, there are some that I am like deeply interested in, but like I keep getting ads on making a course and I'm like, yeah. what does Instagram think I'm going to teach people? Yeah. But it yeah. works. Cause I, I spent like four months in the pandemic being like, what could I make? I could, I could teach people something and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, people have asked me like, Oh, do you want to do influencer courses? Cause I've seen my series and I'm just like, that's not my ministry. Like, it's just not like, I'm not going to sit in like a, a classroom and be like, with a board and be like, now let's talk about skincare. And you're like, right. exactly. I'm like, no, cause there are people who are, you know, charging a lot of money on like for how to become an influencer. So much and, money. And it's like, and, Mm, I think it's a scam. I just, it, I definitely yes. <laughs> I I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it because I'm just like, you are selling people a dream. You're like, this is how you pitch and pay me five thousand dollars so I can teach you how to pitch when they know good and goddamn well that these brands are literally going to them. They're not pitching these brands. Brands no, are they're being found. Them. Yeah, yes, they have. Exactly. If someone has over a hundred thousand followers, they're trust like you're not pitching their outreach is very minimal if any at all and it's it's none like exactly exactly and so like it just it just like it was just annoying to me and I'm just like well I'm you know I'm still a relatively like smaller influencer because I you know I don't even have like 20k yet and you know I've been making a lot of money and like doing really well and I'm like there are so many other people who can be doing just as well, but they feel like they can't because they think they need X amount of followers or they feel like they need to pitch 50 brands a week. And like, that's not the case. So I just wanted to like make something that was digestible and also, you know, help to help people to feel more confident about pursuing this, you know, yes. I think it's important that you know, there is, like I said, a piece of the pie for everyone. And it's not, it's definitely difficult. Like this isn't for people who just want to like get free shit. Like you have to. No, it's work. <laughs> it's work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely work. But I think with like specific tools and whatnot, um, you can be successful in this. And it doesn't, you don't have to pay for, you know, a couple hundred dollar course in order to to learn how to do so. Well, it's like there's so much information out there. You know, there's, you know, people who are doing it like yourself who are, you know, telling information at no cost. But it's like, hello, Google. Like, what are you to me? It's like the (laughs) that people are spending so much money on things that like 
there's so much you can learn for free on the internet and you're already on yes. the internet. You're, you found this thing on Instagram, like look around yes. a little. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I didn't take any courses. I think I, I paid for like two eBooks. One was like 90 something dollars. Another was like 30 something dollars. And the eBooks had typos and they, <laughs> my friend sent me stuff from a course she did. She's like, I just am really inspired by this woman. And like, that's all I could. I didn't even, I didn't have the heart to ask her what she paid for this. Cause I was just like staring at the screen. There was like five typos. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're probably charging hundreds of dollars. You couldn't pay a friend a 50 bucks to edit your fucking PDF. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. And so I'm like, this is the stuff that they're charging people for. And so I was like, nah, I, I got to do it myself. Like I can't, I got to just share it. And like, it's just, I, I like do it on the same day. And <laughs> that's great. You know, I just record it and just put it up there like super casual. And it's been really helpful for some people. So I love yeah. that does really quick. And then we're going to go to break. Do, do you release your um, the black and blogging series? Do you do it the same day every week? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. On Friday. Well, I, I record it also same day. So I'm recording black and blogging like Friday morning because <laughs> I have like so many other things during the week. Like that's the so one that thing you're like, I that's the ahead of time. time you designate. <laughs> Yeah. So like it, on Friday mornings, I'll go and I'll like record black and blogging and I'll do like a quick edit because I don't really do like a, a very serious edit of that. I just like chop it up unless I like burp or something. And then I just like, <laughs> and then you have to find it. You're like, where did I burp? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. So I just do that same day and keep it really casual because I think like people just want the information. Like I don't need to dress it up and, you know, make it like in this amazing package and charge people all this. And there are people who are like, can I send you money on your, your Venmo or cash app for this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, just go but, do use the, use the information. Take like, it. Just, Leave me alone. Take it. <laughs> just go. That's now it feels dirty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that really quick. So you record the same day, edit the same day with everything mm. that you do to get it out. How about how much time would you say you spend on like an average episode before you post it? On black and blogging or just like on black and blogging. Yes. Oh, just on black and blogging. Recording will maybe take me about like an hour, like, okay. you know, and then editing will probably take me another hour. I do that. I, I do black and blogging so quickly. Everything else I like spend, my, take my time and I like go through it really slowly. But um, for that in particular, I am just like, I just like pop my camera out. That's great. I'll put on, I'll put on some makeup so I don't scare people. And then, you know, that's you're, you're doing better than me. I'll come in full, like <laughs> a, like a zombie and be like, let's talk about mental health and people are like you are not dealing with yours clearly like what are you are you been, the right person your instagram story for this from in the same shirt for the third day in a row like i don't want to hear your take <laughs> like you take take your antidepressants can stop getting on instagram right. live um <laughs> all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back i want to talk a little bit more about building confidence to do this and then maybe talk about um like a few other things i feel like there's so much to talk about but yeah we'll be right back that's good Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
All right, we are back. And I want to talk about, you touched on it a little that, you know, some of your videos are, you know, you're trying to just help people have this like confidence with, you know, their own sort of, you know, influencer blogging, et cetera, et cetera. Did you, did you at any point like, before things started going well, did you have sort of this idea of if I get to X number, if I get to this mm. amount, like, yeah, 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 I definitely did. I definitely started to, I was like, okay, when I get to 5,000, when I get to 10,000, I was just, and that for me is just building your dissatisfaction because you're not going to be satisfied. You're never, nothing is ever going to be good enough for you. If you're constantly like, okay, when I get to this, then I'm it's going, going back to, to finally be director you know, of successful. communication. Exactly. And now I'm having a panic attack. Ex- exactly. Exactly. And I, once I, once I let that go and um, once I realized that, you know, you have to, it's going to, we're going to get a little spiritual here. Uh, I listen. Give it to me. Yes. <laughs> Come with the, you're in Jamaican sunshine spirituality. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, um, this pastor on his own podcast and he was like, if you, you're, you're very focused on leading a large group of people when you're not even paying attention to the small group of people that you have plugged in right now. And, you know, essentially I kind of related that to what I'm doing and I'm like, okay, I want this 50,000 followers, but am I paying attention to the 5,000 followers? Am I serving the 5,000 or 8,000 or, you know, 10,000 that I have now? And once I really started to focus in on my current community and not take them for granted anymore, that was when wow. they really started to show up for me. And I think that is how you can help yourself to, to manage that. Um, because there's something that I love talking about and it's destination addiction. And it's essentially, <laughs> I love, I'm, the, let's do it. Let's dive in. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and it's essentially the concept of feeling, um, feeling as though your, your life won't be, your happiness is in the future. It's in the next thing. And you're essentially, you know, skimping, skipping, out on that or shortchanging yourself on happiness because you're always attaching it or tying it to what's what's to come as opposed to finding happiness and gratitude in the here and now. And I was definitely someone who struggled with destination addiction. And I was like, okay, when I get this title or, you know, when I get into a relationship or when I, you know, when I, (laughs) you know, when, (laughs) when this happens, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be satisfied and fulfilled when I really just needed to focus on what I could do now to make that happen in my life. And, you know, I guess bringing that to my life and my career as an influencer really changed the game for me because at this point, like my audience continues to grow and I'm just like, <laughs> it's great. Like, I know, I'm, just, it's I'm great. really happy. I'm happy that it's growing, but I'm also just like, you know, I'm still going to tap in and do what I need to do now. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, by the way, for everyone listening, uh, my producer, Sam, who gives show notes, just put amen on the, on the time card. Cause he's like, yes, um, everyone knows producer Sam. Um, they, I love that. And it's, well, and I think there's a lot to be said, uh, about, you know, if you're able to find joy in, in the present, you're gonna mm-hmm. like, that's going to like resonate out of you that like, you're now bringing that joy, that energy is coming out in all of the things you do, which obviously people love to see. That's going to like, 
that's going to organically create people wanting to like engage with you more, wanting to be around you more. It's almost like this like emotional gravity of like, mm-hmm. it draws things to you because people like to be around joyful people. So yeah, it's not, you know, it's not going to hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you what are some for people listening going, yeah, no, that's cool. But like, how, you know, people who are just right. like, okay, well, but I, I don't have a relationship. So, and I right. don't have the exactly. job title I want. What are some yeah. things that like have helped you, you know, since realizing that, um, work on like being pre- like happy with where you're at and in, in the present. Yeah, I definitely think it take, it's small steps because obviously, and also every day is a journey. Like there are some days where I'm not, you know, like this thing does not stop. Like I'm not about to say that I'm completely self-actualized and I am at the pinnacle right now. You no. know, there are definitely better days than, <laughs> and I think that's you know. honestly what like the pinnacle or like enlightenment, whatever you want to call it is, is like being aware of like, you, you're not, you, you don't stay at like this, like, I feel amazing. That's being aware that like, there's going to be days you just feel shitty, but like that is the human experience. And like, that's also not going to last forever. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I do small things every day. So I have a, so I have a notebook, obviously I love to write and every night (laughs) I do like my little five things journaling. And so I'll do five things I'm grateful for five things I want to manifest and then five affirmations. And I keep it really simple. Like I am not like, I am grateful for, I don't know, like nothing grand. It's like, I'm grateful for, you know, the fact that the sun came out today after three days of rain. Yes. I'm grateful that my fiance left the last slice of pizza for me. I'm great, yes. you know, like little, little things like that. And I, and I found that to be very helpful because writing it down at the end of the, the day then translates into my entire day because now I'm looking at like little things throughout the day and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to write that down later. Oh, like that's a, like, you know, that, that brought me joy or that sparked some type of joy for me. And that's amazing. I say that I write down the gratitude with manifestation because it's so easy to be like, Oh, just be grateful for where you are, blah, blah, blah. But you also, you know, it's okay to want more. It's okay to to have goals and like, yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with wanting a little bit more or like the next thing. Exactly. And so then it's like, okay, so I'll write down the five things I'm grateful for. So then we're acknowledging the present. Then I'll write down the five things I'm manifesting. So we acknowledge that we're striving for more in the future. And then the five affirmations help me to then believe that I'll be able to achieve these things. And I like affirmations are usually like three words, like I am successful. I am wealthy. I I am confident. I am creative. Things like that. um, that I love that you keep it so simple with the affirmations. Yeah. (laughs) Super simple and short. Like it doesn't need to be, I will one. I mean, no, cause I have, I literally have like a gratitude notebook journal and it's got like things I'm grateful for. And then like Mm -hmm. affirmations, but I always feel it's nice hearing someone say like, Oh, it's fine to go. I am successful. Cause I'm always trying to be like, I am a creative vessel for that like just insane shit that it's like yeah i don't need to like every affirmation doesn't have to end with me like healing the world like it just yeah. no like, it can be like super 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 simple and 
And I've found that this has really helped me to just feel better on a day-to-day basis. And, um, and also what's helped me to stay in the present, obviously, like I try meditation and that, like I do that in the morning. And also I do like a no fuss, no frills meditation. I started out with doing it for five minutes every day. I did, I started with like three minutes and then I did like five minutes and now I'm up to 10 minutes. <laughs> Good. Congratulations. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think just keeping it very, very simple has been really helpful because then you feel accomplished and then you feel more co- confident to really go for things afterwards. Um, and also when it comes to meditation, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, the entire time. <laughs> like, this is so funny. I was it- thinking about this getting out of my car this morning, thinking yeah, about meditation totally. where it's just like. Yeah, you struggling to stay, keep your thoughts from wondering is meditation. And I think that stops a lot of people. They go, I'm just not good at it. And it's like, no, you doing a push up on your knees and you can't get all the way way back up is still doing the the workout yes. for your arms. Like you trying to like, oh, I, I, I realized I was was thinking about something. And I came back to my breath like that is right. the muscle you're working out and it's it's you're doing it. And I think people get hung up on like, well, I, I, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I like, um, <laughs> I didn't ascend into heaven at any point. And you're like, okay. right, exactly. I'm not like floating in the air. Like there are times where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, going back and forth in my mind for a minute or, or a few minutes. And it's OK. I think that coming back to stillness is really helpful because it makes you aware. And then you use that practice on a day to day basis. So when you're getting worked up about something or you're worried about something, you're essentially training yourself. You're training your mind and your body to bring you back to stillness. Yeah. To like so, catch yourself and be like, OK, <sighs> Yeah. I don't have to spiral about this. That's the point of meditation. Like you don't have to be in complete silence and like empty mind. Yeah. Like it's to help you to be still. (laughs) Yeah. And to help you to like catch yourself in those moments of like, even with the, you you know, you, you know, talking about like destination addiction, Mm -hmm. starting to learn to catch yourself when you're doing that. Cause like, yeah, it is like a muscle you kind of have to work on where it's easy to get so caught up in a feeling that you're like so attached to it that you don't realize like that's just a feeling and like yes it's yes. real I'm experiencing it but like a feeling is not a fact you know it's mm-hmm. not reality it's just like my emotions I'm attaching to something exactly yeah so being able to just go oh wait <laughs> yeah. hold up and th- and that's the power <clears throat> I think that's we forget that we have so much control over you know over our mind because there are a lot of things that are out of our control yeah but it's like here's what 2020 yeah (laughs) if you didn't know that before like if up to 2019 you thought you really had a handle on everything like now the jig is up like yeah literally almost nothing is in our control except for what we are doing exactly (laughs) i love that i love that um speaking on that let's talk about like letting go a little bit like Mm. releasing like things that like you don't need you know like maybe Mm. things that um are getting in the way either like hung up on you know past things quote failures because you haven't met a goal yet or maybe like someone who is actually in this similar path is like i didn't get this partnership with a brand or i didn't get the you know the deal at work or whatever Mm -hmm. um obviously i'm sure there have been brand partnerships that you would have liked that like didn't you know pan out or didn't give you an offer that you could accept or whatever how how do you deal with that how do you like 
let that go so it doesn't like weigh you down working toward your next goal? Yeah, I think it all comes down to self-belief when it comes to those types of things, because if I'm filling my mind with like, oh, it's never going to like, oh, this sucks. I suck. Like, I'm terrible. Like, oh, like this is the last opportunity I'll ever get in my entire life. Then yeah, it might like- be. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I've, I've started to just look at it as, you know, this may not have been the right time for for this and obviously that's kind of like frou-frou like people are like okay sure but yeah like, yeah whatever <laughs> but, it may- but it's like but it wasn't obviously or you would have gotten yeah, it <laughs> exactly like it maybe wasn't the right time and also you just have to believe that you will get other opportunities in the future you have to believe that what you're doing is is strong enough or will be strong enough one day to get another opportunity or you know you you as a person you may not have like gotten into that relationship just yet, or that didn't work out with that person you were talking to, but that doesn't mean that you will never find love. You deserve love. Yes. And people jump to that when they're hurting. Yeah, exactly. Like you just have to, I guess that can be an affirmation. Like I am deserving and you can just leave it open-ended, you know, like I am worthy. And Uh. when you believe that, then those things will come. It takes time, obviously, but you have to train yourself and practice um, that self-belief. And from there, then you won't feel as bad and you'll, you know, you'll be able to truly move forward. And I think that's, you know, the most important. Absolutely. And like, just keeping in mind that like a door closing is not all of the doors closing. I think it's easy. Sometimes if you one, I think that also comes with the like sort of destination addiction of if I get this one thing and I think it's easy for people to get in this mindset of like, they don't get the quote one thing. And all of, all of my work has been for nothing because I (laughs) didn't get this one person to love me to, to want to be my partner or didn't get this specific promotion where it's like, yeah, no, like you're that doesn't mean you're not very capable and very talented. It's like, okay, this thing wasn't the thing. You don't have to throw it all away. Right. Because one thing didn't pan out. It's like, know that have enough faith and self-belief, as you said, that Mm -hmm. like the right thing is coming and just keep doing your work and like finding joy in it. Yeah. Cause you only have control over yourself. Absolutely. You can't, you can't control what other people do. And I think that was that was a part of the turning point for me when it came to really pumping out that content last year. I was like, well, you know, I can at least rely on, I can't rely on <laughs> the my, my waitressing job being stable and, you know, this <laughs> pandemic ending anytime soon, but I can control how much I'm going to post, how, you know, visible I'm going to be for my audience you know, me learning to, to get better at creating content and doing more. That's what I can control. Yeah. So I just work, I just went with that. And from there things came, you know, came to fruition. I love that. And also not letting the fear of, I think that especially with the inundation of content, it's easy to see people who like are so good at something Mm -hmm. and be like, I don't want to share my thing because like, maybe it's not perfect and going like, no, I'll learn Mm -hmm. as I go. Like, it's okay to like, try some different lightings or like, you know, try some different types of music. If you're like a music person or whatever to like find what works and not like letting the fear of being imperfect hold you back. Yeah. I love to say like perfection stifles potential. And I, I believe that 
wholeheartedly because my content was like trash at the beginning. <laughs> Mine <laughs> still was, is. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll you'll get there. No, <laughs> I mean, thank God I brought on an, uh, a producer to at least like keep me on in line and get the audio right. quality better. Like I was talking in a tin can for years. Right. <laughs> Like, but why are people still here listening? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Like, it it takes time. Like, you learn as you go. Like, no one has ever learned anything from doing it perfectly the first time. No. So you have to go. Just put yourself out there, and from there, you'll get better. You know. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason that there's like a a ten thousand hours theory, and it's because it takes ten thousand hours to be like quote an expert or professional in something. Something. So it's like. Yeah, but you, you like you can't like read about the idea of doing it for ten thousand hours. You have to like do it. Right. You know, like yeah. you got to just jump in the pool, and then like you're not going to be a professional swimmer unless you learn. You know, like <laughs> that's a stupid analogy. Like most of us are never going to be professional swimmers, but Godspeed if that's what you're going for. <laughs> just jump in that pool. Just get in there. Hope for the best. I hope you can swim a little. I, that is not a, a recommendation. Please do not sue me uh, yeah. if you nearly drown. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, on speaking of like brands, well, I guess I didn't touch on this with like confidence. There's so many things I want to talk about. When you first started like sort of trying to like partner with people, mm-hmm. for me, when I first, when I went from being like, uh, you know, amateur open mic comedian to starting to book work where it started as like people would offer me, you know, paid money for gigs. But then I started like also having to go like, all right, I'm at a place where like, there's going to be places I can work, but they're not going to come to me. I'm mm. going to have to pitch, you know, I'm going to have to go, Hey, yeah. I got an audience. You, you know, I'm not Dave Chappelle. So you may not have heard of me, but here's what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> yeah. Was it for me? I had a really big hang up on like asking for what, like, like on paper, I could go, oh, this is what I should charge. And then when people mm. go like, what's your rate being like, um, if, well, what's I mean? I'll just, I'll just do it for free. What's your budget? Yeah, no, I'll I'll pay you. You know, like, <laughs> did you find initially was that like a thing that you had trouble with or? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh, that was the hardest thing for me to do because uh, I was like, well, I'm still starting. I'm starting out. Like, I'm an amateur. Like, I just learned how to shoot photos with this fancy camera, and you know, just started learning how to edit videos. So, like, why should they pay me this money? And again, it comes down to that self-belief. You have to, you know, you have to believe in the things that you have to offer. And when I really started to lean into that and lean in. uh, I I mean, whatever. I say it all the time. I'm like, lean in. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. (laughs) Just do your thing, everyone. Yeah. Like when I really started to just like step into that and understand that like there's a lot of work that goes into what we do creating like you're not just we're not just chatting on here and like there it is it goes out to the world you know there's there's a lot that goes into preparation you know afterwards and whatnot yeah and you know finding guests doing research doing this and once I really came to terms and I was like honest with myself like Aisha you're working so hard you yeah. have to get paid for for what yeah, they're like you what can't. you're putting x amount of hours like what would you expect a company to pay you if this was you exactly. know if you were an employee exactly exactly and so 
when I started to really, really hone in on that and not take myself for granted, that was when I was able to, you know, more firmly get back to these brands. Also, one thing that I did was I gave my fiance an at AishaBo.com email address. I love this. And- I heard it on your thing, but I'm like, I love that you're sharing <laughs> yes. it. Yes. And he is my official partnerships manager. So he, it's smart. No, you know, I was my own manager for a hello. few years on tour that I'm like, yeah. Here, uh, here's my manager's email and you can talk to, talk to them because then it takes you out of the like dirty work of like, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm pushing a boundary. Now it's just like a guy, a guy or girl negotiating, you know, just going like, exactly. well, here's the, what, here's what they'll charge. And it's like, yeah. it's business. There are going to be people who come back and try to, you know, haggle and whatever. And that's fine. But it takes your, they don't, yeah. they don't have a perception of you as like the person trying to like get more from them or like whatever, whatever people might think. It's like, I'm just just the talent. Yeah, exactly. If you want to hack, that's it. Like just make another email address and have that person negotiate on your behalf. Yeah. Um, But I feel like it it really truly is all about self-belief and understanding like what your worth is and knowing your own potential as well. And like what you can bring to the table, if anything, I can at least bring, you know, a diverse audience to a brand, you know, like absolutely. (laughs) if I was to say like, oh, well, my work isn't that great. Well, I do have, you do have, you know, 500 followers who are black women and that brand may need that, you know, like that. That like they want to target more of that audience and like they're not doing it organically. Like people need to be introduced to them. So exactly. Absolutely. And there's, by the way, like, I, I think when I was younger, I had a hang up on like, oh, I don't want to get the thing just because they want, for me, it was like stand up mm. comedy lineups, which is obviously different. But like, I had this like, why well, don't want them to just give me a spot because they want a girl on the lineup. And it's like, mm. no, take the fucking spot. Like yeah. show up, get the money, get the work, you know, and do your thing. And maybe get more from there. You know, that audience is going to bring you more followers, more people like mm-hmm. who it's like, yeah, no, it sees that opportunity. Like it's exactly. okay. Yeah, no. As I, long I think as it's obviously like a not a shitty company, as we said before. Right. <laughs> yeah, and as long as they're not treating you terribly, you know, yes. behind the scenes and stuff. I think, yeah, that's it's so 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 important to put yourself in those spaces and and not hold yourself back out of pride. Like, please, are you kidding me? Yeah, don't get in your own. Like, <laughs> there's to- already so much in everyone's way. Like, don't get yeah. Also, in your own way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I love that. Um, if there's someone listening, going surely like there is at least a minimum number of followers you would have to have for Mm. someone to go. You have an audience. Do you think that's Mm -hmm. real? Do you think it's like at least a couple hundred? I'm sure there's someone. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think if you have, I would do, I probably would wait until I had about a thousand to start charging, but I think you can still reach out to brands pre 1000 and you may, you know, you may just get trade, for, yeah, here's like, a discount code product or yes, or a discount or something that you can, you know, that you can use as opposed to especially um, if it's clothing. Yes. I, I will <laughs> do you <take> get <laughs> okay? I mean, do you get hit up left and right? I get so many clothing companies wanting me to okay. be an ambassador and it's like and no. they're like, and you can get a discount and only pay for shipping. And I'm like, you want me to post no. about you for like me paying less for your clothes? Like at that point, I'm just going to post right. about going to Marshall's. Like, what are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the worst. Those are definitely scams. I hate ambassador programs and like um, affiliate programs. I do not recommend them for anyone. 
because unless it's it's a nice to have being yeah. an affiliate and having an affiliate link or get a commission is a nice to And if have. it's something you but, genuinely like, I guess it's like, yeah. like I do at the beginning of every podcast episode when I do my intro, I have an mm. affiliate link for NeuroGum, which is like, it's, mm. it's gum that's got B vitamins and L-theanine. So it gives you like energy and focus. But mm-hmm. I did, they get, they came to me with an affiliate code after I like obsessed over them. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll tell you about that. Like, cause yeah. I like it. I want more of it. And if I'm going to get a couple, you know, a little tiny percentage of your purchase, but like, it's something I genuinely love. Mm-hmm. What I think I'm wondering is, do you think stuff like that for someone who has no, like they're mm-hmm. getting no brand partnerships is something like that more beneficial than not doing it just to go, Oh, someone's working with me. You think like if someone's like these leggings for the perception of it, I guess. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. It is definitely beneficial. Cause I definitely did more affiliate programs at the beginning yeah. than I do now. Um, I think if anything, what it's beneficial for is giving you some content to share. Yeah. You know, it's, it's helping you to have content, like continuous content. And then you might get like a little bit of extra, extra money at the end of the month, which is also, you know, very nice to have, like who doesn't want some extra cash. So I definitely, (laughs) I'll take it. $20. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's like very, very helpful, but I wouldn't, I would be, I would just be mindful and not, and make sure that they're not requiring you if it's only like a 10% or 15%, but they're like, oh, we want you to post 10 times a month. Yeah. Don't be. Yeah. yeah. Like that, when it becomes really, really burdensome, that's when you have to be mindful of it. But I think, you know, taking on an affiliate program and being part of one is definitely, it definitely has its benefits and you don't know what might just sell out, you know, by your audience. Yeah. So um, I think that's important. But sometimes with affiliate programs, you do kind of have to be like the Avon lady and like drive it home every second and every yeah, chance like, you get. In order don't to make that be your bank. And like, yeah, yeah, don't take any deals like that. I just like, mm-hmm. but but if, you know, if it's something that could help you have like a, P- a content, but then something to like maybe show to a future person you're trying to like actually work with to go, here's what yeah. I did for X, Y, Z, just to show I can be professional. And here's like, you can see the photos I do or whatever, like. Yeah, I guess that's a thing. Um, I have a few more questions, but we are out of time for the full episode. So everyone listening, well, for everyone listening, can you tell them where everyone can, you know, find you and follow you? Yes. So I am, well, my website is AishaBow.com and I am mainly on Instagram. So you can follow me at AishaBow. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash AishaBow. I have my own podcast. It's fairly new. Um, rewritten the Aisha Bo podcast, and everyone it's go listen. Podcasts are, uh, yeah, and those are the main the main ways you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, for everyone listening, there will be links to all of that in the show notes. So take a look at your phone and go follow those links. And um, if you want the rest of this, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed, and we will see all of you another time. There you go. That was the free hour of Aisha Bo. What a fucking incredible guest. You guys go follow her everywhere. Check out her podcast. And if you want to hear the rest of that interview, you know where to go. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. You get the full length episode. And if you like that episode and you have not already subscribed, please do subscribe, rate, review. Give me, give me some love and share it with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big, big thank you to John, Eric, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots over on Patreon. We have fun chats. We have fun hangs. 
You guys support me, and I'm so fucking grateful. You can support the podcast by joining the Patreon for as little as $1 a month, and it really means the world to me and helps keep me afloat, keeps me from, you know, having to, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Go down a dark path for money. I'm doing okay now, but, you know, the more money I make on Patreon, the more I can focus all my energy on the podcast, and that is my real goal. If I can pay my bills... With the Patreon, fuck ads, fuck whatever, fuck everything. Um, this is, that would be my, you know, full focus, but we're not there yet. I would love to get there. Uh, I am grateful for where we are though. Thank you so much. Enough about that. I hope you enjoyed our guest. If you want to see her face, I'm sure I'll post something soon. You know, follow her Instagram, obviously. Uh, but you can follow the podcast Instagram at ignorance is blessed. And if you have questions or uh, anything else, you know, suggestions you want to make for different guests, Facebook group is the best way to do that. We have a private Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. You will be prompted about why you're joining when you join. Mention the podcast so I know you're not a crazy spammer because you'd be surprised how many of them try to join the group. It's nuts. Ha. <sighs> Also, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. So grateful that you guys are listening. Keep listening and keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? (laughs) Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.